his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer joining you here on WBEN to uh, kick off your workday, hopefully, um, <laughs> if you're at work like us. <laughs> I almost didn't make it in today. I, I forgot to set my alarm. It's wrong for me to say my alarm didn't go off because I never set it. It was never told to go off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I never set it last night. So, you know when that happens. You, uh, it's happened to everybody. The alarm doesn't go off. You know, you wake up. Panic mode. Yes. Uh, the words, you know, I can't say on the air, just that, you know, that's you're repeating constantly as you're uh, getting ready to get out the door. And it's amazing to me. And this is what I just said to you, Joe, is, I mean, technically speaking, because my alarm didn't go off, I got a nice bit of extra sleep. It's always nice. But it doesn't feel that way. Because instead of, you know, your normal morning wake up, all right, you know, flip through what's been going on in the last, you know, however many hours when I've been unplugged and kind of getting ready for your day, settling into being awake. It's just you're up, you look at the clock, oh, bleep, and you're just like, <laughs> boom, let's get out of here. And like you're still shaking the cobwebs out of your eyes. Yeah, you're doing that whole routine, like that mental routine in the car driving here instead of slowly getting up. Looking at your phone, looking at, I always look at Twitter when I wake up, which is mm-hmm. not always the best start of the day. Um, and then, you know. It's the most healthy way to start the day. Oh, it's no. just Wheaties. It's <laughs> been replaced by Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> never said never said it was the healthiest, but, you know, there is that little 10-minute routine before getting to the car, and then you've just kind of forced it. Boom, I got I to gotta go now. But I made it, you know. Uh, we uh, went through here. A- adding to my thing was yesterday. The ramp to the 290 was open because it was a Monday. They weren't doing construction over the right. weekend. Today, back closed again. Oh. So I had to pull another one of those maneuvers where I cut across four lanes of traffic in, uh, you know, <laughs> two feet. <laughs> Luckily, I leave at a time when no one else is on the road uh, with me. No so. one else but a semi, so you're good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome. In. And, you know, yesterday we talked a lot about the stadium, talked about the reports. We talked about chill. That was the word of the day yesterday. Yes. Today, you know, I want to continue the conversation because the one very interesting thing in this report, maybe the top thing I took from this report, we didn't even talk about yesterday, Joe. And that is for the second time in a row, the second time in a month and a half or so, I think, time in between these reports, Orchard Park That's right. is mentioned as the site of a, a new Bills stadium. Home of the Bills. And... I, I don't know. That was the one thing I think I took out of the weekend saying, hmm, 
Now, for the second time, for whatever reason it was, the first time, I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I, you know, I looked at it as media posturing and things like that. I was, all right, hmm, Orchard, again, Orchard Park, I guess that's really, and then we hear from Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, who we would assume has some sort of understanding about what's going on in these negotiations. Um, maybe these are unsafe assumptions because we heard, you know, a lot over the course of the last year and a half, it seemed like that communication necessarily was not there uh, about things that she was supposed to be communicating with everybody. And, you know, it wasn't being shared from one place to the other side of the governor's mansion. Um, and we heard from the mayor who seemed kind of caught off guard and surprised yes. that the city of Buffalo was not being discussed. But amidst all the talk, I I think the safe assumption now is that that is the real plan. Orchard Park is the new home of the Bills Stadium. And it leaves you to wonder, whatever happened to downtown Buffalo? Because that's where it seemed all the momentum was, Joe. Yeah, we had all these uh, all these rumors. Hey, land, lands being bought here, here, and here. I think you and I had that conversation once uh, about all the land being bought up downtown. You know, Pagulaville, right? You've got the arena. You've got Harbor Center. Um, I'm not surprised. I have to say. I mean, the the Bills stay in Orchard Park. I'm not surprised. Which, by the way, Brian makes that makes them. Only there's only five teams further from the city center than Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Nice trivia question. If anyone can guess those other five, um, but I would I would not be surprised if they stay in Orchard Park. Like I said, it was always a nice thought for the city of Buffalo. But deep down, I've always kind of figured they're going to build the stadium across the street from so where it is now. I I was very surprised. <laughs> you yeah. know, always very because I just always thought, all right. If you're going to make the investment into building something brand new, a brand new yep. stadium, you're probably going to want to move it downtown. And, you know, again, to, to some of the arguments that we talked about yesterday, it, you're not moving it downtown to spur development in the area. Right. You know, you're not moving it downtown necessarily thinking that all of a sudden the area around the stadium is going to flourish. Right. Right. Uh, you're making that decision because the area is already kind of flourishing. It, yes. It's being built up, and you're adding a new piece down there to, uh, I guess, add to that momentum. You know, add to bringing some people downtown on a day where they're usually not. It would be part of what's already happening downtown. Now, if you would have told me 10 years ago that Bills were building a new stadium and thinking of downtown – I would have laughed at that. But with what's been going on downtown, yes, I did think, hey, this is this is very realistic to add to the flourishing, the blooming, the what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Booming downtown Buffalo. Again, that was a it's a nice thought. I'd be all for it. But at the end of the day, I've always just kind of figured that that new stadium is going to go in lot five across the street. Really? I see. I was uh, surprised. I'm not by saying this I want that. I'm not saying I want that. Well, I'm just. I, I, I always figured that's what would happen. And I think we should point out, if you weren't listening to us yesterday, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but we are both of the mind, and we've already have the uh, text coming in. We're both of the mind. If you ask me about a new stadium. I don't think they need one, period. You know, coming from my fan perspective, yes, yes. I don't think a new stadium is necessary. I have no problem 
with uh, the stadium that they play in now. I never have had a problem. I love it. I think it's cool. I like banging on the bleachers. I like tailgating in the lots. I like everything about it. There's nothing wrong with it. I will never understand the corporate push to build a new stadium. However, I am a realist. I understand that for whatever reasons, the forces of the NFL just kind of want to force teams into building these new Taj Mahal stadiums. Yeah. Even if it's in a market that won't necessarily, you know, embrace the, uh, you know, Jerry Jones uh, Stadium idea, the, you know, what we see in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, I, I'll never understand that, but I do understand that it is the reality. So when we're having these discussions, I always have the discussion as if it is an eventuality that yes. a new stadium is going to be built. Not because I agree with it, not because anyone I talk to thinks that it's necessary, just because it's. For some reason, right. it's the way of the world. Right. You know, I, I always go back to this, Brian. We are not Los Angeles. We're not Las Vegas. We're not New York. We are Buffalo, and nothing speaks Buffalo like the old stadium they play in in Orchard Park with the character as loud as that gets, all the great memories of that stadium. And, and let's be honest, is it, you know, you come from out of town, yeah, oh my gosh, what, this is the stadium they play in? That's great. That's the reaction I want. You go to some of these newer stadiums, there's nothing great about them. There's no there's no life to these. They're just generic stadiums. No, I love that. There's nothing generic about the stadium in Orchard Park. It's it is our stadium, like I said. It's all those great memories and more than the stadium is the 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 lots around it, Brian. The tailgating as you said around it. Going in there, the old bleachers being able to make as much noise as you want. I, I honestly don't think, as Buffalo, we need a new stadium. But like you said, we're going to get a new stadium. Yeah. And I, I don't even think it's the Pagulas that want the stadium as much as Roger Goodell that wants a new stadium. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I, I think it's uh, interesting. The things you brought up, it, it reminds me of uh, Slapshot uh, and the Charlestown Chiefs and their bus. You know, they're tearing a hole in the side of it. Got to make it look mean. And, it, you know, <laughs> reminds me of in Pittsburgh when they had they were playing in one of the oldest arenas. And you'd hear uh, visiting players talk about uh, rats or mice that they'd see scurry across the locker room. And no one liked playing. And it was very uncomfortable and cramped. And I was thinking, like, yeah, that's good. That's how I want it. I right. want you to be very uncomfortable here. Let's make the uh, locker room for the opposing team as big as uh, this studio here. Let's uh, try and do that as much as possible. I like that home field advantage. Um, that's not going to happen with a new stadium, I don't think. And, and, I, I, and I love Western New York, so what I'm about to say is not anything negative. It might sound negative, but it's not. Hey, I love all the new things they're building downtown. I love the Harbor Center. I love everything about the new stuff downtown. But you know what? At the end of the day, we are Western New York. We are the dive bars. And why not add to the dive bars the dive stadium? It, it just screams Western New York, in my opinion. I yeah, I like the way. And by dive, we mean intimate, as right. we learned from John Tapper exactly. last exactly. week. Um, I like the way of thinking. And yeah, I do. Um, there is something to be said on a greater uh, you know, push. You go to some of these places, uh, new places, and it's great. And it's great to have it in Western New York, but... You know, some of it does lack the feel of Western New York. You know, it feels like a lot of the new places that are anywhere else in the country. You know, you, you go to a hip and trendy uh, new, uh, whether it's a, a burger bar or, you know, something like that. And you're like, all right, this is really cool. I, they've got like six of these in Austin. And you, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it, there is something to having a Buffalo feel. But we're getting past that. And what we want to know today from everyone out there I have two things that I'm looking to get input in. One is, 
Are you surprised, and what do you think about keeping the stadium in Orchard Park as opposed to moving it downtown in Buffalo? And I'm going to make a few assumptions here that's maybe unfair. I'm going to, let's assume, if the stadium was put in downtown Buffalo, that would come with infrastructure improvements to yes. extend a metro rail to where the stadium would be, to you know make ease of access to get on the thruway and things like that. Um, the other thing I want to know is, okay, so a new stadium is maybe going to be built, right? And somebody's texting in, since the people basically pay for the stadium, shouldn't we have a say in it? Yes, you should. That's why you should call in right now, 803-0930, and uh, send us a text on our Volkswagen Orchard Park text board, because yes, if there is public money, the public should definitely have a say in it. What do you want it to look like? I, if there's public money, I said this yesterday... The stadium should have a roof so we can get some more use out of it. Um, if it's public money, what other amenities that you've seen around the country would you like to see inside of a brand new stadium? Are you satisfied with no frills if we're spending a billion dollars? Because I think there's a lot of cool things you can do. Well, and, and that's another question that, that I have that I'm not sure anyone can answer, but I would have for you know uh, someone in Albany is if the state is going to put at least half towards the stadium – where is the state want this stadium? Where does the county want the stadium? You would think Erie County would want the stadium in downtown Buffalo. The state would push for downtown Buffalo. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're doing the exact opposite and saying, hey, you've got a bunch of land across the street from where it is now. Build it there. Uh, I'm very interested in that. Again, that's not so much for the callers as just uh, my curiosity of if the state is going to put some funding in this, where would they like to see um, to see the stadium? So we talked with Don Murray a little bit earlier on this morning. Uh, he's with Venues Now. He writes kind of their news reports and it's all about new stadiums and what uh, different places are doing. And because Austin has been in the news, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on, but um, I, I wanted to look at And he wrote about the new soccer stadium that's in Austin that was recently opened for their uh, MLS team there. And one of the interesting things about this stadium is that integrated into the stadium underneath the supporter section is this built-in amphitheater that can hold about 2,500 people right on the outside of the stadium. And here I am looking at this. We're talking with Don Murray. He's writing about this stadium, you know, live music, a big thing in Austin, Texas. So they incorporated this live music uh, type of uh, thing. They can do festivals where you have a stage outside and then more music inside with a bigger stage uh, inside the stadium. It's all a very cool idea. And I'm getting these light bulbs in my head going off thinking, wow, you know what? We've basically done away with the big downtown concert because we built a carousel where the stage used to be. <laughs> wouldn't it, if you had a downtown stadium, wouldn't something like this be a very cool idea that just outside built into the venue, um, you know, is this amphitheater idea. You can have pregame concerts. You can have concerts during the summer that are smaller, not big enough to fill a stadium. It fills this other role, you know, integrated into that big pro uh, project. That would make sense that if you are, everyone likes to go, well, it should be a convention center and a stadium at once. I, that doesn't really happen or makes sense a lot but you can have multiple uses out of this big venue that's right. not necessarily convention center but you can't little things like this that are different ways of thinking it's a little innovative it solves what i see as a problem of not having that type of venue in downtown buffalo anymore and 
you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. It, it's just another way to look at it. Well, I hear that they do want to put a carousel inside the new stadium. So. <laughs> that is the next step. <laughs> Chris in Eden, you're on WBEN. What's going on? I think uh, I personally am from Orchard Park, so I would like to keep it in Orchard Park. <laughs> but I think the comparison of saying, like, the stadium not being, like, all fancy and whatever, I like to compare it to, like, we all have that, like, one rich friend that you go over to their house, and it's a nice-looking house, but you can tell that it's not been lived in. Like, it's not a home. And I think our stadium is like a home, and I vote to, to, to not change anything. That is, I, I love that analogy. You're right. It's not an empty, shallow-feeling building like FedEx Field. This is, stuff has happened here. Yes, it's been lived in. It's got experience. You can tell that there's love, and it's just been enjoyed. But, like, you, I think I haven't, you know, experienced one of those new stadiums yet, but I feel like you'd go in, and they would just be cold, and you wouldn't be able to touch anything, and you'd just be uncomfortable. I like where we are. Leave it. Don't touch it. Let's rock and roll. Super Bowl, baby. All right, Chris, I like it. Uh, Chris, I want you to sell my car the next time I'm looking for that because Chris describes seats that have been puked on as lived in. Lived in. And that's a different way of describing something that's a little softer on the edges. And I kind of like – I I agree and disagree with some of these points where, I, like I said a little bit earlier, there is something to have having that older character – uh, make it look mean, you know, the kind of thing that's yours and something that is uh, perfectly suits what we want, and that is a football stadium, right? Yeah. It's a place where a bunch of people can go and watch a football game and have a fine time doing it. Um, but I I don't necessarily agree with the look on some of the newer facilities as being, you know, colder or not having the character or feel I think because of a lot of these different things that we're mentioning, the different amenities, you know, there's, uh, you know, not to take away too much from the atmosphere, but the restaurants inside, the outdoor entertainment that, you know, can be integrated with what's going to happen inside. There's so many of these different things. I mean, you talk about arenas. What's something I would desperately want in the Sabres arena that all the newer arenas have is you walk around the concourse and you can still see the ice. You can still see the venue and the game as it's happening. You're not totally shut off from all of it. You you know, these are some of the things about opening it up a little bit to enhance the experience. So I think a lot of things can be done, and that can be said for the stadium as well. You walk around the concourse, I mean, you're not – you don't have any idea except for the crowd noise what's going on in the game if you're uh, getting up to get a drink or something like that. So I, I I don't think that a new stadium necessarily has to be worse. Um, I would hope that it's better given the investment. Obviously, I, I think we've learned the lessons of, you know, I, I always look at like stadiums like FedEx Field, these ones that were built in the late 90s. Uh, I think you look at what's going on in L.A. and Las Vegas, and obviously those have character. I'm not sure the character you're looking for in a Western New York stadium, but they have character. Definitely the, the new facility would be better. I think the open um, concept, Brian, where everything, you're still looking at the field, no matter where you are, except when you're in the bathroom. I mean, you, do, you need a door there. Um, but anywhere else, you're at the concession stand, you see the field and everything. Um, but there is something to be said about the building they play in now. And I think that speaks for a majority of the people listening to the show right now. 
I, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I, I'm a little torn that it's while I have enjoyed the Orchard Park experience. Yes. To me, if you're going to build, if you're going to build something new, you might as well build it where the development is happening, and to, you know, to give the Buffalo Bills a home inside the city of Buffalo. It's what I've always thought. I, I don't disagree with that. We're interested in hearing your thoughts. Eight oh three. 0930 here on WBEN. You can give us a call, send us a text on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. We'll be here, Beamaz and Beamer, on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Back here on Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN uh, talking about the stadium, continuing the conversation. Buffalo versus Orchard Park. It seems like Buffalo's just kind of uh, fallen. By the wayside, so to speak, uh, Jim and Marilla, you're on WBEN, kicking us off the second half of the show. Uh, what are some of your thoughts when this conversation comes up? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I uh, have 45 years' experience in the building remodeling trades. I've done mostly residential, but I've done industrial commercial jobs over the years. And I know they've spent an awful lot of money on the stadium a few years back to make it what it is now. And I'm pretty sure that most people that are Bills fans like the stadium the way it is. In my career, I've done three jobs where I took, let's say, a 14 or 1600 square foot ranch house and built a perimeter around it, new foundation, new infrastructure, new mechanicals coming into the building and take that and turn it into a 3,000 or 3,400 square foot two-story structure with a roof on it that incorporated the interior of the house, which the people liked, but they wanted more space for bedrooms and family room, game room, stuff like that. Build a new house right over the top of the old house and incorporate everything in, which allows you to bring larger infrastructure mechanicals into the structure and then feed off of that 
to everything that's on the inside. By doing this at the stadium, you can build all your amenities around the outside of the stadium, whatever you need to put into there. You can even have shopping malls in there. You could have sta- uh, stages and, and places for concerts, small auditoriums, things like that, places for food. and. Well, Jim, I'm going to stop you right here because this is, I think, the key point in this. I, mm-hmm. we, we like the stadium the way it is because mm-hmm. we are not who they're building a new stadium for, right? I mean, we like to sit in the bleachers and bang on the bleachers, and that's, you know, that's what we've been saying here. The reason the NFL is pushing these teams to build new stadiums is for what's on the inside, is to change those things that we like about it, not necessarily to add all these extra amenities that, hey, if you're going to build it, I think would be cool to, uh, you know, throw in there and incorporate but it is to change the inside with luxury boxes, with different uh, ways to experience the game and all of those things. So remodeling it in the way that you're talking about, I just don't think it's on the table. Well, I'm sure it's not on the table because nobody's looked at that. But it's very easy to change the interior at the same time to get what they want. Again, there has to be a proposal. There has to be drawings and sketches and what, what's necessary for the NFL but yet to leave the, the, the field itself shouldn't be any problem. And then just build around it. Anyway, that's my thoughts. All right. Hey, Jim, appreciate it, and thank you for the call. Uh, you know, I think it just goes to, listen, you're either going to keep the stadium or you're going to build a new one. Right. You're not going to go under this extensive remodel. Uh, somebody on our text board was mentioning uh, Lambeau Field, and you know they've been playing in that stadium for forever. I yes, and they've done extensive remodels of that stadium. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not the same. You can't necessarily translate what has been done in one completely different structure in a different area of the country to what will be done here in Buffalo and Western New York. I don't know what they've looked at. They've looked at the issue um, when it comes to remodeling. I'm not sure what more they could do, what they think they could do with the current stadium. Clearly, it is not worth it, whatever it is, and whatever money it would take to get up to the standard, whatever that standard is that the NFL wants. Again, the NFL wants not what we necessarily want, is not going to be done. So it's going to be a new stadium. And that's just just the face the facts uh, kind of portion of this. It's the reality. It's the reality. And we said at the beginning of the show, I don't like that it's the reality. I have there, to me, there's nothing wrong with the stadium unless there's some structural, uh, you know, thing that they're not telling us about uh, that is, you know, a huge detriment to the stadium that it needs to be replaced in the next uh, decade. I, I have no issue whatsoever, but the reality of the situation is a new one is going to be built. Remodeling it, I'm sure they looked at it, uh, having some sort of crazy extensive renovation. Not only would that mean they would have to find someone somewhere else to play for a year, that would mean that they would, you know, have to uh, sink a bunch of money into probably not getting everything that you want, which if you build something from the ground up, you get everything that you want. Exactly. You get everything you want. You would think you get it where you want, but um, maybe that's where they want it. Uh, like I said, I, I'm like Brian. I don't really think we need a new stadium. Um uh, that's just not the whole Western New York thing, and I'd like to see a stadium downtown, but I've kind of separated myself from both of those realities that there is going to be a new stadium. 
it's probably going to have a roof on it, and it's going to be in Lot 5 in Orchard Park. And listen, I'm not a contractor, right? I'm not no, uh, someone not. who's constructing new stadiums. I'm not drawing the blueprints. But somebody just chimed in saying, well, that idea is not on the table because it would be too simple. It's the exact opposite. It would be far more complicated to try and shove everything that you need or want and shoehorn it into an old stadium an and try structure. and make it work instead of just starting from scratch and poof. I mean, sure, it seems like that would be easier. Well, we use um, you know everything that uh, we have and then we add to it, and it seems like a great idea. But in some cases, it's easier just to start from scratch and get the job done yourself. It's, uh, you know, it, it's almost to the line of, you know, if you want things done right, you do it yourself. Yes. If you are looking for a new stadium, you don't just try and uh, take someone else's work and make it your own. You just build your own. If we're talking this amount of money and, you know, the amounts are crazy when you're talking even hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens or, uh, of millions of dollars or tens of millions of dollars of the cost difference. But once you get to that cost difference, you say, well, we'll just build something new and facing the facts of it. Right. Like we said, not necessarily what we want or what we think is best, but the facts of it is this is the direction it's going. It'll be very interesting to see also how you address what the NFL wants, what the team wants, and I'm sure what the state and taxpayers of Western New York want. Oh, and by the way, don't forget about us, the fans. Uh, Jim oh, yes. in Cambria, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? Good. Hey, you know, I was listening to you, and you're really good about talking about the reality of things. And we sure hope they can keep the bills in town. That's one of the main things. And it is that the NFL is saying, hey, you need a new stadium. That's the big driving factor, okay, from playing in the old rock pile to going out to Rich Stadium or High Point, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, and I'm uh, sensing where you're going a little bit here, Jim. Yeah, so anything, anyways, like you were saying, you know, remember there was that place in, in New York City that hosted Ruth built, what did they call that, Yankee Stadium? Remember? And where's that one now? In the scrapyard, right? Yeah, they have a brand new one. Yeah, so they tear down things with all the memories, memory old Yankee Stadium, so forth and so on. So like you are saying, now, you know, you got to be realistic about this, too, and the trouble is is the area that we're playing football in. Did you know in 1950 the population in the city of Buffalo was 580,000 people? It was the third, 15th largest city in the United States. Today there's 255,000 people in the city of Buffalo, and it's the 86th, 86th largest city in the United States. So when you get into the reality of things, and I'm not talking about emotions with fans and stuff like that, the business portion of it, you have to look at that, and you have to say, okay, is this a place that I want to take, whether it's the state or private or whoever, and invest, say, between $1 and $2 billion? Because the stadiums today are going for that, and who knows how much they're going to cost with the cost of materials and everything, labor and everything else going through the roof lately. So you have to look at the reality of it, is if you, talking to you directly, if you were the businessman, you would have to sit back and evaluate, is this a wise investment? Or not. Now, Jim, I like where you're coming from, and I think it's a very understandable point. But let me counter your point just a little bit with the vastly changing way that we consume everything from media to sports. You know, and I think it's very interesting. You ask young kids nowadays 
um, I even younger than me. Um, how they consume their music and everything. It's all done through these streaming apps. And the one thing I found kind of really interesting with younger people in music, that it doesn't matter to them if they're listening to something that was released yesterday or in 1963. Because on these apps, it's just there, right? I mean, it's not like you're, you have to pull out the record player to listen to one thing and the other thing is on your phone. It's all there on your phone, and it's all just new to you. It's whatever new music's out there. And everything is just being discovered right now. And I find it amazing that this old music kind of sticks around because of the way you consume media. It's a little bit different. And the way that we pay attention to sports is changing a lot. And, Jim, I would say the one thing that the Bills need to do to make sure that they counteract this uh, problem that you mentioned of maybe population size going down is being good. Right. You notice this. Who are some of the most popular soccer teams around the world? Uh, Two of them are located in the small town of Manchester in England. How the heck does that happen? It's certainly not because of their population size or the amount of people who want to go to their games who live in that town who would normally be thought of as their fan base traditionally. It's because video games have exploded You have a bunch of people playing as the best teams. And who are the best teams? Well, they just happen to be here. They're buying merchandise all over the world. And all of a sudden, you have fans in Japan. You have fans over here. You have fans. And that same thing is happening in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes jerseys are being sold to people all over the world. And they're making money from across the United States and in even more places. And as the game grows bigger and bigger, and we saw this last year, the NFL still making money even with nobody going to their games because of all these different revenue streams, that I think that matters a little less how big your actual market is when it comes to making the game profitable just in the way that things are going. Well, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. But the thing is this, you still have to be able to fill the stadium. And if you build a new stadium, the ticket prices are and, and everything else is going to go through the roof. And you yourself, can you afford to go to every Bills game if you have to pay $400 a ticket? No way. I can't uh, afford to go to one of them. <laughs> that's and that's the truth. But, and Jim, and I, hey, I thank you for the call, but uh, we have to uh, kind of move on to some of the other calls. I will say, even despite ticket prices being way more expensive, especially for the early games, than I've ever seen them before, people are buying them. That's and right. And it's harder to get a ticket, and the resale uh, price is going up, up, up for some of these games that used to cost $30. I think the trick is if you move into a new stadium, the ticket price goes up and the team all of a sudden is about as good as it was five years ago, uh, then you start to get into that situation. And what Brian said is 100% correct, and I would just add the location. You know, like a texter said, we have fans from the suburbs, from the southern tier, from northern Pennsylvania, from southern Ontario. We take in from a lot of population base. Uh, so to add to what Brian said, but the, the Buffalo Bills are already in a uh, in a – in a good situation when it comes to fans and the number of people that have their eyeballs on the Buffalo Bills. And like you said, it's just going up, up, up. As the team gets better, more people, more younger kids, they're not wearing those Cowboy jerseys anymore. They're wearing those Bills jerseys. I mean, think about that. And it's only kind of growing how many 
You saw this more and more when the Bills were not that good, right? I saw it, but, you know, I even saw Brady jerseys. You know, kids oh, wearing yeah. Brady jerseys or, you know, they're more interested in some of the better teams that are out there. You can play on a video game. It's whatever team you want. You want to watch these teams that are better. And the money is coming from, you know, some stuff other than ticket sales. So, I mean, I think the market size, as crazy as it sounds – becomes a little less and less relevant. And am I looking at, you know, a soccer example from a different country? Sure. But, I mean, just think about that. How two teams in a very small market, I mean, there's two of them. They're sharing the same fan base. They're in a very small town in England. And all this, they're two of the biggest teams, the richest clubs in the world. That's not just off of the people locally who are buying tickets and buying gear. That's off of, you know, just this crazy explosion and expansion of their game worldwide. One of the most popular and iconic NFL franchises are in one of the smallest markets in the world. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, they're good. Yep. Uh, that, that is a big uh, factor in this. They're always good. They're very good traditionally, um, and that plays into it. And you know, they're kind of they're part of it. People enjoy watching the games. It doesn't matter where you're from. Hey, Peggy uh, is in Buffalo, and now you're on WBen. How's it going? Fine, thank you. How are you? We're doing well. What's on your mind? Well, um, I think it is a done deal that we're going to get a new stadium. Even though I've never heard people who go to the games complain about like the size of the seats or the restrooms mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but I was wondering if anyone considered having the Ralph Wilson Foundation pay for the new stadium because um, we kind of paid for the Ralph Wilson Foundation. <laughs> you know, Peggy, that's interesting. Um, I I don't think that's something that's on the table, and I'll say this. I don't think that's something I would want because they're giving a lot of money to a lot of great causes, and I don't know if, as much as I love the Buffalo Bills, I don't know if uh, giving money to... <laughs> A charitable organization <laughs> giving money to the Bills it would fall under their great cause, right? Um, I do like what she said at the end of that because we made the Buff- the Ralph Wilson Foundation. I mean, that's true. I, she's got a point. That's true. But there there is a point to be made there. But they do still, fund a lot of good a good causes around the community. I, there are a lot of things I think I'd rather see that money go to other than a new Bills stadium. And you know, the same goes for tax dollars. But like again, uh, we do live in this world, no matter if we like it or we don't where there is likely going to be some public money going yes. to the stadium. I mean, should public money be going to any private uh, you know, uh, uh, building? I, maybe not, depending on who you ask. That, that'll be tomorrow's show. Maybe all the public money should just not go to the government in the first place, depending on who you ask. And Great you know, point, Brian. Send me my $5 back. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, that's just the way of the world. We're trying to operate this show in listen, we all know what the ideal yes. is, uh, but we're trying to operate this in uh, re- the current reality of the situation. And I'll make the point just on that that I made yesterday. It is in New York State's best interest to put some funding behind this. Again, the only team that actually the state of New York would benefit off of. Uh, bud is in Hamburg, and you're on WBen. How's it going, Bud? Good, good. Good morning, fellas. Uh, just a couple of things with the amount of money that's been thrown around and, and still is bouncing around uh, the last year and a half um, through COVID. Um, I look at it this way. A billion dollars today is the new million. Um, they, they, they talk in terms of billions now, not millions anymore. Um, so, so the dollar amount is, is not quite as scary as it might have been, um, say, 25 years ago when the idea of a new stadium was 
was thrown around. So you've got that hanging out there. But um, let's not forget the, the feds, um, uh, Chuck Schumer, um, that whole crowd obviously would probably have a vested interest in, in coming up with some kind of money uh, to back the stadium also, not just the state and the county. Um, so you've got that element to throw into the picture too, which I really haven't heard uh, any rumblings about any contributions coming from them. And the last thing is, if the tumblers should all fall into place and the the bills finally unlock uh, or get the key to unlock the uh, case to bring home the Lombardi Trophy, and the sentiment in this area would be, you could you could build them six stadiums. Um, they they could do just about anything they would want to if they were to able to uh, win win the Super Bowl finally. Hey, Bud, I uh, I don't think there's any coincidence uh, that these talks are getting into gear now after the season the Bills had and right before we're all kind of expecting the same or better. Thanks for the call. I, you know, Joe, this is something that I've kind of it, it I'm not going to say it's a good argument. And I'm not going to say that it makes me feel good to talk like this. But the way Bud was uh, speaking, I mean, it really has a point to where, you know, you look at the money that gets thrown around. And that's when you start to kind of become of the mind, well, you know, public money for a stadium is it as bad as it seems. You know, the sticker shock is incredible when you hear this huge amount of money for a stadium that's going to be privately used. Let me tell you when I was, um, you know, firmly heels dug in of the camp that any, you would, no one should ever spend any taxpayer dollars on a football stadium ever. And then I covered uh, for the first time the release of the Erie County, not the state, the county <laughs> budget. And I'm looking through at how big this thing is yeah. and how much money there is. It's as big as that infrastructure and bill. And all these things that it's going. And a lot goes to roads and very important things. And a lot goes to fund very important programs. And there's a lot that goes to fund things that I've never heard of before in my life and I'll never use. Right? And, but you see the amount of money there and you do think about things differently. And, and you, my mind goes in two places at the same time. My mind goes in one can we have some of this money back? You know, ideally, <laughs> can we get it back? You know, that would be great. Um, but and the the second place was, well, you know, if we're spending all this money on this, we're spending money on this. And you see this more and more with the covid funding money being just thrown around to we talked about it one morning on this show about uh, all the you know, back overtime pay for uh, whoever, you know, all, all these different things that money is getting thrown at. Yeah, that, you know, at the end of the day. I'm going to go to a football stadium, and as stupid as it is to spend this money on something that could be easily built by the people who are profiting off of it, at the end of the day, this is something that the government would spend money on that I'm actually going to use. So that's where I, you know, I turn it around to say, listen, I'm not in favor of it. I don't think it's great, but... I, you know, it is spending some money on something that will get some use and that I do think has a benefit to the community. Yes, go to a football game, going to a concert in, in a new stadium. And the, the other thing, a lot of those things in the Erie County budget, Brian, uh, the county never gets any money back from them. But remember, 
The government does see money from the current stadium that's there, and I'm sure if money is poured into a new stadium, that the state and local governments will see a kickback, and it also is a boost to the economy. We heard this from businesses last year when there were no fans at home games. There is a boost to the economy, eight games or nine games, depending on what year it is, uh, a year. So this is something not only you are going to see, not only taxpayers are going to actually use, it is something that is going to see a kickback for state and local governments and the very important businesses around here in Western New York. So it is something that I'm not going to say it pays for itself because obviously it is the team, it is the NFL that's going to see the majority of the money, but it is something that brings money into the area. And after last year, we know how very important that is. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, it's an uncomfortable thing to say because, like I said, it's not a perfect argument. It's not even a very good argument, but it's the reality of the situation. Yesterday was chill. Today is reality. Like, <laughs> I, I want to live in an ideal world. I like the ideal uh, depictions of what's going to happen, of what could happen, but... Uh, we don't live in that ideal no, you world. You can't live in a fantasy world. You have to live in reality. I I've know. been hearing that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back here tomorrow. Thanks for hanging with us. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.